This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Turnaround is fair play. On the way up, USDA released some not-so-bullish numbers and reports of when funds were accumulating, they ignored them, and additional gains followed. Reports released last week were neutral to bullish. The funds ignored them and pretty much everything else friendly, having seen liquidation take over supported by the technicals. Also, on the way up, we would hear how Chicago border trade markets were overbought, suggesting favorable conditions for selling, and they may have consolidated for a short while before adding more gains again. CDOT markets are now oversold, but that might not be worth much either. The test will come whether funds sell rallies. Markets can stay overbought or oversold for a while as the fund herd is accumulating or liquidating. We have to see some corresponding evidence of a selling exhaustion. It is possible to count five waves down in wheat. The harvest is on and U.S. prices have gotten competitive. Wheat markets will need to see evidence of demand to set harvest lows. The U.S. dollar has taken out June highs. Funds were not just picking on Chicago border trade markets liquidating last week. They were liquidating inflation longs in many commodities, risk off. So I mean like they completed an ABC corrective rally last week with our seasonal trade recommendation, which performed well. So oil is likely in a fifth wave down. Palm oil tank pulling veg oils lower as Indonesia announced larger palm oil export quotas. Crude started the week higher, but does have a downside seasonal objective of 92 to $93 a barrel. Soybeans had the bullish report last week with a drop in acreage, and yet the chart looked terrible after losses. The fund liquidation triggered by Chinese cancellations of U.S. soybean purchases was a fundamental of its own. We pulled sources as to Chinese demand and were told they were waiting. The May crush report came in under expectations, while the soybean oil stocks were larger than anticipated. This is being read as weakening demand. We have old crop cash soybeans sold and caught up with an increment of new crop sales last week. There is a disconnect between the soybean balance sheet, fundamentals, and technicals. Using the numbers that USDA gave us for soybean stocks and acreage, RJO projects the year-to-year soybean carryover will shrink further from USDA 280 million bushels in June to 145 million. That is pipeline supply. USDA did announce that it was going to resurvey Minnesota acreage and add any revision to the August crop report. The 500,000 acre shift in Minnesota from soybeans to corn did stick out as unusual. Why did Minnesota farmers collectively make that decision? USDA wants to know. A revision would likely add a few soybean acres. Otherwise, soybeans need a drink. RJO says that 75% got one. Our farms got four-tenths of an inch, not a soaker. Last week, they were calling for cooler temperatures with some ridge-riding rains in the Corn Belt before turning hotter and drier past mid-July. First off, Chicago border trade markets would have to care. Ukraine and many other things are bullish, and the funds are ignoring them as old news. They want to see this physical demand. There's also the perception that it was hot and dry last year, La Nina year, and we still produced 177 bushel acre corn yield, so it doesn't take much water to grow a crop. Last year, Iowa, where it was dry, out yielded Illinois, which was wet. This year, so far, Illinois is just about right. The drought is in the south in the southeast Corn Belt. The south doesn't produce enough corn to matter. Cotton and rice could be more impacted. 
Corn stocks and acreage reports had little impact on the projected carryover, leaving it in the 1.4 billion bushel area with 177 bushel per acre yield being used by USDA. I do not think that crops are off to as good a start as last year, despite USDA matching 177 bushel per acre yield. My criteria doesn't include crop condition ratings, although they were expected to show deterioration. An acreage adjustment in Minnesota could take away most of the corn acres added in the June acreage report. My son and son-in-law tell me that they saw corn rolling most of the way up from Des Moines to Okaboji. Crops do need more rain, but they're rooting down and there is subsoil moisture. Until this matters to funds, it will not matter. The funds' risk-off selling did not appear to include livestock markets. Some are thinking bearish for pork demand focused on exports as China's hog herd has recovered, but domestic demand should remain good. Those worried about recession should remember that pork is the recession meat. The cattle inventory report released later this month should confirm bullish supply data. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.